We continue with Be'ezer Hashem here in Chavaz Avavaz Sha'ar HaBechina. The gate of reflection. Trying to think about, contemplate the greatness, the wisdom of HaKadosh Baruch. And of course, that will then obligate us to understand, appreciate if Hashem made this magnificent world and all of the wonders and brilliance within it both in the creation, the world, and the people therein, obviously he did it for a purpose. Hashem didn't just do it, okay, fellas, just have a good time, enjoy yourself, and then whenever I decide the game is over, I'll push in. Now, Chas Vishalom, obviously, HaKadosh had a plan. He intended for us to recognize Him, and therefore do His will while we are staying in this world. So, appreciating that, we move on to Perak Ruvi, the fourth chapter. Ah, however, how many aspects of wisdom in the creation that we indeed could examine and reflect upon them? Neymar, that will say, that the the foundations that are established in the world, for all different types of uh, areas of Chachma, Vihishayim, Asheva. In others, we can narrow them down to seven foundations, seven areas, seven principles, which these areas, we could look at them, analyze them, and try to reflect upon them to get an appreciation of what Hashem has created in this world. <clears throat> the Mashiach Zogazun said, used to always say, uh, a marshal, a marshal, but it was a real story. He said that Rabchatzkel one time, Rabchatzkel Levenstein Zatzal, who was the mashkiach in the Mir in Poland, and the mashkiach in Ponovich, he once came to the yeshiva and he says, Rabbi Isai, I have a proof, Torah Menashemayim. I have can prove to you that Torah is from the heavens. Really? What, what? He says, I came home this morning after davening and I found my rabbits in she was very upset. Why was she upset? Well, she just got a package from America. Somebody sent her. It took obviously weeks to get there. Package. And she opens up the package. There's a machine over there. And looks like a wonderful machine. It will make her life easier to bake with or cook with. But she has no idea how to work this machine. So she was all upset. I, they have such a beautiful machine. They spend money. They spend time and effort in sending it to me. And I have no idea how to use it. So Rabchatzka said, we said, one second, let's look around. And we looked around in the box. Ah, and we found there was an instruction manual. So we said, ah, obviously if someone went through the trouble of making such an exquisite machine for people to use, it comes with an instruction manual. So Rabchatzka said, obviously if HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kaviyoko, went through the trouble of creating such a magnificent world, Obviously, there's an instruction manual. How do you live in this world? That's the Torah. Hashem says, live by the Torah. The Torah is everything you need for this world. That, of course, is just underscored by the famous Zoyar HaKadosh that Istakil Boiraisa Ubora Alma. Hashem looked into the Torah and then He created the world. And since it says in the Torah that... Uh, if your ox gores your friend's ox, you have to pay. So Hashem says, I'm going to create oxen. And since it says that you're not allowed to, um, 
You're not allowed to uh, build too close to your friend's field or fence. So Hashem Tifus that came to create things that have fences and have fields, etc. Everything that is in the Torah, how we have to live by, that Hashem created. So of course, that is the instruction manual, because that is exactly how Hashem created the world. So seven areas of Chokhmah says the Chavaz of Amos, Achas Meheno, one of them is. In really, in the core and the root of all of the foundations of the world, when we observe and we see, we see that the world is at the center, and then it's surrounded on three quarters of it by water, a little above the, the earth, Above the ground, around that is the airspace. Above that is even is is fire. Not exactly sure what he means. And everything is perfect. Everything is the exact size, the exact measurement, the exact weight. And this has been in place as long as we know it. There's the earth. There's the water, there's the air, there's the heavens, and it's all there. Each one sort of stands like a soldier at its place. Exactly how it's supposed to be, and the boundary up until where it can go. And we know that the air doesn't come and sort of come too far down to suffocate a person. The water can't move from where it's supposed to be. When Hashem split the waters on this that second day of creation, Hashem split the waters and says, your place will be here and the dry land will be over here. And the water therefore doesn't have the, a, the ability or the permission to overstep its boundaries. Now we think that's a funny thing, of course. I mean, the water doesn't have a mind of its own, but let's appreciate that, Right? We're talking about that there's hundreds of thousands of gallons of water and they're in one place. Why do they not just flood the, the, the shore, flood the beach where it's there, the Atlantic, the Pacific? Why don't they just come over, right? I mean, at times we see there are great tsunamis, yeah, and they go up multi-stories up in the air. They come crushing down. They could break entire buildings. The power of water. So why is it that it just stays? And then sometimes, as the Chavazos will say in a moment, all of a sudden a raging wave comes up, comes up as if like, I'm going to stop pouncing up. And then it goes back and recedes back. into. How does that happen? How does that happen? You know how many thousands and thousands of people go and watch the water at a beach? How many of them think about this phenomenon? That's what Chavos is saying we have to think about. They are put at its border, its boundary. The water stands. Look at his poetry over here. The water is entrapped within that boundary of the water could be. Cannot overstep its boundary. Even if you have a wave that sort of soars up, the Astaru Rukhaisav and it starts becoming stormy and windy. It will never transgress. It will never step over 
where it's supposed to be up until. Kemoshikasa, like the Pasuk and Eiv points this out. That I broke my, my rules on it. That it has to go here. I put like, uh, bolts. I put like a door by the, by the end of the river. And I said, up until here you can go, you have no permission to go further. Obviously there's no door by the, by the bank of the river, by the bank of the ocean. Yeah, there's no doors over there. There are no bolts and locks. But Hashem says, I tell you, you can't go further than here. If you will not go further, and here you will stay, even with the pride of your waves. And that's what it makes it. It makes it like it come roaring out as if, as if they're going to just come crashing over and then it just plops down and recedes back into the mighty ocean. And, and the way I sh- the reason why Hashem made this is to us for us to get a glimpse of His greatness. Of look what He created over here. This is all within the first simon. The first simon achachum, one of the identifying marks of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Let's take a look and contemplate the fact that the world just stands. The heavens and the earth stands exactly where it's supposed to be. As the Pesach says, That forever your word Hashem will remain constant in the heavens. From generation to generation. Your emuna, which means the faith that we have in you and the faith that is brought out, that you have established earth and it stays there. To your laws, it stands today. Everyone is your servant. Everything in nature is your servant. Like he says in Perik Kuv Dalad, the Mizmor Borchin Ashes Hashem, where David Amalek describes, we say this um, at minimum on a Rish Chodesh Kapitel Kuv Dalad, Borchin Ashes Hashem, and it talks about indeed all of creation and the mighty ocean and the mountains and the hills and the creatures of when they come out in the that night and go back in the day, all of that is to appreciate what HaKadosh Baruch Hu does. In other words, yes, there there are what we call laws of nature. Indeed, there is this idea of the... Continue. So, indeed, the, there are laws of nature, as we call it. But who created these laws of nature? Who is in charge of the laws of nature? So if you want to deny Hashem, you say, well, this, this is just the way it works. There's laws of nature. Some people think they can control it. Others think, okay, we'll just surrender. We can't control it. But this is just beyond us. We understand, of course, there's laws of nature. And just like the ocean can only go up until it can, and the sun rises every day, and the heavens are where they are, and the earth where they are, it's, it, there are things probably more intricate than this, but the Chavis Avavis wants us to appreciate, even for those of us that that are not uh, great scientists, we could all appreciate the fact that we stand on the ground and we think we're on the top. Now, somebody in Australia is standing at the bottom. He also thinks he's on the top because he, he doesn't stand upside down. 
How could that be that everybody thinks they're standing on the top and yet the world is round? And why are we not falling off the people on the side and people on the bottom? Right? It sometimes boggles the mind. And we know, of course, there's, there's the laws of gravity. Yes, but who created the laws of gravity? Why should there be things, something called the law of gravity? And if the scientists could figure out what there is, but scientists can't figure out why it is. The why it is is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But they can at least describe to us what there is, and then we can appreciate this is all HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing. So, this is the first area to appreciate and contemplate the world at large and all of what we call the laws of nature. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes it exact, and they are all His servants, and they all are doing exactly what they are supposed to be doing according to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's will. Agutenacht Koltov.